to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I am your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I'm your Cobra intern that fell for See the World, they said. Go on an adventure, they said. Codename Legion Cub. <laughs> Timely. Yeah. Uh, you can get Audible Interlude t-shirts like the ones we're wearing, but you can't see right now because this is the audio episode uh, from the Needless Things Tea Public Store. Links are frequently available in our stories on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast, which is also the best way to interact with us. Send us messages, comment on our posts, tag us in your pictures. We want to hear from you and boost the G.I. Joe signal. Uh we, we've just completed our most recent live stream. Every other Monday, uh, we will be doing a live stream on the Needless Things YouTube channel where you can interact directly with us. Tell us what you want to hear about. Uh, we'll interact with the chat. Uh, we have a great time. And our next live stream is going to be January the 16th. Uh, We'll be getting on here and going over all the news and various other topics. And like I said, whatever you guys suggest, follow us on Audible Interlude uh, Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram and look for the sound off post and let us know what you want to hear. So we started a new segment a few weeks ago on the show. One that we're going to coast into the next millennium on. <laughs> that segment is called Rank and File Card, where we go back and we take a look at G.I. Joe file cards and sort of give our input, break them down. And we decided that we're going to start at the beginning and go in order. So we're still in 1982. And this week's subject is the communications officer, codename breaker you said we're gonna break them down you should have said we're gonna break her we're down. gonna break her oh. down <laughs> file name kibby alvin r serial number ra seven five seven seven nine three five one eight uh and we will be as we go through into different versions of the characters we'll be seeing if those serial numbers match up we'll see if both hawks line up the same way i would imagine they will I think that's something that I would imagine Larry Hama kept pretty good records for for the time he was doing these. Yeah. So uh, his, you're saying that the Breaker version version two isn't Breaker two Electric Boogaloo? Well, I mean, he should be, and hopefully Super Seven will create that variant <laughs> uh, because they already have the breaking figures. True. Uh, primary military specialty infantry. Birthplace, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, grade E4. It's interesting that he doesn't have a secondary military specialty. You'd think. You'd think it would be communications. Right. Something along those lines. Especially considering that he does not come with a weapon, and yet his primary military specialty is infantry. Right. At least throw an M16 in there. Right. But this is 1982 when he actually felt like, between the helmet, the headset, and the backpack, like that was a pretty good loadout. Yeah. Even though he didn't mm -hmm. have a gun, he did. He didn't feel incomplete to me as a kid. Breaker is familiar with all NATO and Warsaw Pact communication gear, as well as most world export devices. 
Specialized Education, Signal School, Covert Electronics, and Project Gamma. Now, here is where we have to go a little uh, outside of things. Did I not just open the hyperlink? Oh, there it is. Uh, so Project Gamma, I was wondering what that is because I, I imagined it was not a direct reference to the Hulk. <laughs> uh, Project Gamma was the name given in 1968 to Detachment B-57 Company E Special Operations, 5th Special Forces Group Airborne in Vietnam from 1967 to 1970. It was responsible for covert intelligence collection operations in Cambodia. The teams were highly effective at locating Viet Cong operations in Cambodia, leading to their destruction. When assets began to disappear, they identified a South Vietnamese officer as the mole. On the advice of the CIA, they took extrajudicial extra steps and murdered him. Seven officers and one non-commissioned officer were arrested and tried. When the CIA refused to answer summons for witnesses for national security reasons, the charges were dropped. What? Yeah. <laughs> that took a weird turn at the halfway it really point. really took a weird turn. Breaker, we just added a whole lot to Breaker's character. Well, that's the thing is, okay, are we supposed to infer by this that he participated or he just has an understanding of Project Gamma? That's a specialized education. Well, right, but how much, I mean, we just went on Wikipedia and educated ourselves about Project Gamma, like... <laughs> how much military well in 1982 well no but that's what i'm saying is like how much how much is there like are they really so in 82 well I, we can fairly say this was written in 81 so mm. this happened in 1967 to 1970 so 11 years in the past like how much time are they spending for this to be mentioned on his file card with his education on this. I, I don't know, but I, also I find it hard to believe he was part of it because what, I mean, is he, so are we to assume he's in like his thirties now? Well, I mean, I you, we did have Joe's that participated in Vietnam. Now granted the Vietnam war oh, sure, lasted sure. until 75. Yeah. So you figure that, you know, snake eyes, storm shadow stalker, they were all there towards those last few years. Um, but this this was early, you know, this was 67 that, to 70. But I mean, but I was always under the impression that they were older because they, yeah. they're supposed to be the best of the best. These are well, guys yeah, that that's true. These would not be younger guys. That's a good point. I, yeah, I always thought that Joes were like in their 30s and 40s. Okay, so Breaker involved in some very questionable activities <laughs> early in his military career. Little did we know. Uh, he is a qualified expert in M16, M1911A1, MAC-10 Ingram, uh, classified, speaks seven languages. Well, now, why would you classify that and not his right. participation in Project Gamma? Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> you, you, I mean, I would figure that the communications officer is more likely to know seven languages than, you know, most other guys. So which languages do we think he speaks? Bocce? No. <laughs> uh pig latin um well i'm sure russian russian uh Spanish. i would imagine Vietnam is vietnamese well yeah, yeah. French, french probably also um, yeah arabic yeah arabic. what is that four possibly swahili i know duke mm. speaks swahili 
maybe German. Could be yep. German. Yeah. So yeah, that was an interesting little. Well, the it's it's more interesting that it's classified that he speaks seven languages than it is that he does. It also it's it's yet another facet that, like he's got he doesn't have a very long file card, but yeah. he has a few things in there that would indicate that his primary military primary military specialty should be something other than infantry if he's not going to have a secondary MOS. Right, mm-hmm. right. Because yeah, speak seven languages. Okay, does that mean he's an uh, you know espionage? Does that mean that he's? I mean, he's a communications officer, obviously. But yeah, it just seems that that's a little thin up there. But maybe, top. maybe you know, he was just infantry. He got involved in Project Gamma. He saw some stuff, and then was like, you know what? I'm, I'm shifting. To this, because he excelled in school and could already speak seven languages, he didn't do that in the military. Right. I'm just trying to justify it. I'm grasping. I'm trying uh, trying to cover for Breaker because I, I am because Breaker, he was one like of my favorites. And- participating well, in Project Gamma. So let's let's okay. hit his quote. Uh, that that I think uh, we we've kind of agreed this is probably from Hawk. He's efficient and self-assured and has an uncanny uncanny ability to turn adverse situations to his favor, which honestly kind of goes along with being a little shady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have a new element to these rank and file cards. Uh, I have mentioned before that my dad was in the military and that he was a big part of gi joe in the very beginning because he loved the stuff that was a little more realistic uh, and that was one of the bonds that we had was his enjoyment of gi joe and what it portrayed so what i've done is i have sent these file cards along to my dad to get his thoughts uh about these early joes and we'll we'll continue to get his input for as long as he's interested in doing this uh so this is an assessment from Lieutenant Colonel Thomas E. West, codename Mongoose, retired Lieutenant Colonel, uh, <clears throat> doesn't give his grade as an officer, but he doesn't have the qualifications of the above laser rifle trooper. He started. He started with Flash, who we'll get to soon. Uh, Flash is uh, apparently a highly qualified individual. We'll get into those comments next time. Uh, but here is where things take a little twist. He should probably be ranked as a senior NCO or non-commissioned officer, one of which was arrested and tried as part of Project Gamma. Oh! If you remember the quote, seven officers and one non-commissioned officer were Mm -hmm. arrested and tried. And according to retired (laughs) Lieutenant Colonel Codename Mongoose, Breaker should probably be ranked as a senior NCO E6 or E7? The plot thickens. (laughs) So did Joe, did Project G.I. Joe rescue him from a dire fate of military prison? And maybe that's why he's not allowed to have a gun. Yeah. (laughs) Man, we've learned so much from so little text in this this very short little uh, bio. I'm going to have to move him to his own shelf now. <laughs> yeah, I think so. 
Uh, so yeah, that is uh, a little assessment there of Breaker's file card. And we will continue on with the input from uh, Codename Mongoose as this feature continues. We've I've already got uh, five file cards lined up and ready to go. And he said he enjoyed kind of looking back at those and recognizing the characters. And uh, so he's going to continue doing this for, for a little while at least. Uh, and real quick, I do want to point out uh, Breaker barely has a beard on that image. Like you could, it looks like a five o'clock shadow. Well, and he wasn't portrayed with a beard in the comics either. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, but he always had the he always had the bubble gum. Always had the bubble gum, uh, unless he was in the uh, big water tank. Right. Then he was not blowing. He was blowing a different kind of bubble. <laughs> Interesting. So they do they put him in that isolation tank? Is that punishment? <laughs> they when only you're bring not him on out duty. when they need him we, to they go pull out into him the out field. Of, they pull him out of the back to tank. Yeah, it keeps him calm. That's right. Now, this does raise a question that I've always kind of had about the process of creating these characters because the images on the packaging don't always look like the figures. Right. Um, Like, Zap doesn't have a mustache. Breaker doesn't have the beard. I'm wondering if it's a, you know, what the chicken and egg story is. Did they come up with these character designs but then just recycle the same, like, three or four heads just as a cost saving right. measure. Like, right, right. Were there separate heads being designed for Zap and Breaker that just didn't make it into the line? Yeah. Or, or did Breaker just end up with, well, we've got to paint a beard on that one? Yeah. Well, he does, but he doesn't a, share a head with anybody, does he? Yeah. Breaker shares a head with both Clutch and Rock and Roll. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So this is our brown beard guy. Mm hmm. That actually seems pretty plausible that originally they were going to have, you know, that many different heads and they were like, nah, scrap that. Well, there you go. That is uh, rank and file breaking down breaker. This is Instruments of Destruction, where we take a look at the materials of G.I. Joe and Cobra, the vehicles, the playsets, and we talk about just how effective these things were or were not uh, and where they might have been featured. And because I've been going back and rereading the Real American Hero comics, the Marvel comics, something that I noticed as I'm getting into the, I think I'm in maybe the 70s and 80s now, numbers wise, is the Hiss tank a while ago was completely replaced by the maggot. You've got to see it, the Cobra maggot. Do good end up in a big disaster. Cobra's got a maggot with a maze of master. When the rear car detaches to become a portable battle station, it reveals a hidden command center. And it's, it's, I honestly, when I was younger, I don't know that I ever even got this deep into the comics. Uh, but the maggot is the Cobra vehicle at this point in time. We're in about 87, 88, 
or the years that the comics I'm reading right now were coming out. And rather than hordes of his tanks, like it was early on in the comic, now it's hordes of maggots. Now I have yet to see one deployed in the way that the toy made possible, you know, with the full separate cannon set up and all that stuff. It's always just in the vehicle mode, so to speak. But because of that, I wanted to talk about this thing. And what's interesting to me about, well, if we go back to 1987, when the maggot was originally released, uh, it was available through 1989. The original price, $9.29. I have no recollection of owning a maggot, but I know that I had worms. The driver, not me personally. <laughs> I didn't have worms. Thank you. <laughs> I, I knew how to wash my hands. I did not have worms, but I had the figure, the maggot driver, worms. But I do not remember having a maggot. Hmm. Did you guys have this thing? Mm-mm, not until a few months ago. I still do not have one, and I really, really want one. And I don't think any of my friends did because... Uh, not this pre, not this past Dragon Con year before, so 2021, there was a worm at the G.I. Joe photo shoot, and Noel was oh, wow. the one that actually pointed it out, and I was like, I don't remember him at all, and really? I loved the mask design. See, so, I, I don't know where, because I, you know, I think as my friends got out of G.I. Joe, I think I, they just gave me a lot of their stuff. And like I said, I know I had the worms figure, but I don't remember having this because it, I mean, this is an awesome vehicle with tons of play value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Noel, you've got one now. Mm-hmm. You want to break it down for us? Uh, Well, so you've got, so I, I, do notice as you get a little bit further into G.I. Joe, they got really more into doing like more modular vehicles. Yes. Um, you had stuff like, you know, the whale, which had a little uh, little skiff and a bicycle, you know, a little motorcycle. You had the, the, the Havoc that had the little escape pod. And but like this breaks down into like multiple vehicles. Um, so you've got your your main body which is like it's a it's a segmented tank with two sets of treads and a big cannon on the back of it um but those two sections can split apart so you've essentially got two smaller tanks and then the whole cannon piece comes off and it has legs that fold down so now you've got like essentially two tanks and a battle station um so very cool as you said lots of play value um this was I quit really collecting in 87. So uh, I only had some of the stuff that came from the movie and a couple of other figures, but like, I don't even think I had any vehicles really from 87. Um, So it wasn't something that I really, really grabbed me at the time. But now that I look at it, I'm like, you know, this is such a cool vehicle that really did, I think, fit the Cobra aesthetic very well, change up the color scheme a little bit, but it was, but it still definitely fit in with what they were doing. Well, and that's what I wanted to talk about next. I love this color scheme. I've always been a big fan mm-hmm. of anything that's that sort of blue, green, turquoise family. And that with the black and yellow looks fantastic. However, if this were 
black and red or maybe like thunder machine colors it i think honestly it would really fit in with cobra as their hiss tank replacement a little bit better yeah if it was maybe a if the turquoise parts were a darker blue um the yellow parts were red the black parts could stay black i think it honestly might be a little more iconic it wouldn't be as unique but i think it would be a little more accepted as like a, a standard cobra vehicle type thing well it's funny you should say that because one year later oh wait what it became the night blaster as part of the toys r us exclusive night force line in which it was released in black with whoa yeah like reddish oh, wow. orange <laughs> highlights oh wow yeah so i mean it's Look night force that. stuff was always really cool i always thought this was a vehicle that lent itself it could have been a joe vehicle as easy as it is cobra vehicle when it first came out if you would yeah you know, if you'd yeah, paint yeah. this up like the havoc yeah this could have been a companion piece to it so let me ask you this. I, I don't know that I've ever seen any Night Force stuff in person. Those stickers have got to glow in the dark, right? They do, but they're That's also the... made of paper. Oh, so gosh. That's the only excuse quality. for those stickers being so ugly is that they glow in the dark. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that's great. Uh, I would also accept it. Um, hang on. I'm waiting for this to load back up. Oh, wait a minute. What is... So this is wild. There's a shot from the commercial where it looks uh if you, are you guys on yojo.com? Mhm. Mm mm -hmm. Look at the still from the commercial where it looks like it's a light blue and yellow. That actually looks even better to me. Yeah. And that may have been like more of a prototype. Right, right. Yeah, paint scheme. I even that is a little more and and look, I like the colors that it is. However, for it being part of Cobra's army, I really do think it a color adjustment would do it some good. And it also just may be lighting or just the resolution from the right, TV right, or yeah, who knows? But, but when I see those colors right there, I think Cobra Commander. It's kind of yes. almost like the same blue and the yellow highlights. As well, we've certainly seen in the some versions of them, the comic book Cobra Commander, a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, and and. What's interesting about the modules as they separate is you have the the forward portion that is straight up an assault tank on its own. It looks great. Uh, it's got the the gun in the front. It's got what looks like a rotating and pivoting gun with the satellite dish uh, up at the top. Like this is a, it really is almost like a variation of the hiss in the same way that for the the movie toys. Remember they did. There was the movie Hiss that had the treads and then the top part kind of extended up. But then they released a version that was just the treads, but with like a vehicle component. Mm -hmm. This is almost like this. Like this is a different high-speed assault tank is what this forward portion looks like to me. So it's powerful enough to pull the other two components but once it drops them off, it can move really fast because of that power. The back portion underneath the cannon looks like a command module. Like it would hang back and your tactical supervisor 
would be in that able to move around the battlefield, but but from the back, mm-hmm. which is where Cobra Commander would be. He'd be back there in this module, like far away from the firefight and able to be mobile and move around. And then the cannon emplacement that that is, you know, once it gets dropped off, it's where it is. It's honestly, this is like a hiss, an asp, and then a whole new command element all rolled into one. Mm-hmm. This All is for the low price of nine dollars and eighty nine cents. Well, not in twenty twenty three. It's sorry, nine twenty nine. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, I need one of these. This is a, you know I mentioned on our on our last episode how badly I need a slugger. I need a maggot, and I don't <clears throat> think they're terribly expensive. No, uh, you can get one. Uh, you pretty uh, complete without without the driver for a pretty good price. Uh, if if you're at one of the shows where toy department is set up, they usually have complete ones for an, an affordable price. And that is the, oh my gosh. There, so there, here is, uh, well, incomplete ones are going for 35 with free shipping. So that right there should tell you what worms complete for $130 worms is a very expensive figure to complete is yes. it because of that does that antenna yep come off or something yeah the antenna is a is a piece that's often missing uh, darn it and I don't yep. have as many vehicle drivers as I have gotten in my collections I don't have one of those and that antenna is also one that I think gets bootlegged a lot too because of the that I don't plastic. care about yeah, so uh, so it's one. It's a, if you if you are okay with that, then the replicas are out there. So, so yeah, I definitely need a maggot. Um, gosh, and I need a worms. Now I worms, I've always thought was pretty impressive because this vehicle came out four years before the movie The Rocketeer, <laughs> and I know the Rocketeer was a character in comics for just but i mean but but since 82 so it wasn't around forever before this it wasn't like a really well-known character either but there's no way that you can look at this figure and then look at the rocketeer and think that there was not some inspiration there right right yeah yeah that i mean that helmet spot on but look at how interesting and we don't usually talk about the pilots as much when we do these instruments of destruction but this really is a fascinating figure. First of all, for being brown, that brown and yellow is a bold choice. Uh, but look at how decorated this guy is. Yeah. And uh, that brown shirt and all those medals and that sash is definitely throwing out some uh, some Germany in the 1930s vibes, too. Well, and look at that skull and crossbones belt buckle. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, this is... So earlier today, as I was kind of doing my, or actually, where did I even see this? I guess it was on Instagram. Earlier today, I saw a repainted Worms that was basically painted to look like Cobra Commander, but with this helmet. It looked fantastic. It was uh, blue, black gloves, red cravat might have been red knee pads i'm not positive but it i mean it looked great it looked really really good uh 
I know I, that Black Major has done some custom worms. Maybe that's what it was. Um, because I know I've seen a Red Shadows one, but I, I'm looking to see if they've done a Cobra Commander. So we've uh, partially because we we get kind of got on a roll, and partially because you dropped out, Christian. <laughs> do you want to give us some ma- some some thoughts on maggots and worms? Well, yeah. Um, so again, never had the vehicle. Don't remember any of my friends having it. So other than seeing it in the comic, um, there is a, a game that came out for the PlayStation Four called War Room Toy Chest, and they did oh. a GI Joe expansion. Yeah, and I always thought it was very interesting that the hiss was not an option for the Cobra team. You had asps and you had maggots. And that always sort of like caught me off guard because again, I think the hiss is a way more iconic Cobra vehicle than the oh, maggot. For sure. But that that was your option. But you, you also, were... you've also got to wonder because this is something that as we've been doing this show, as I've been revisiting joe's and looking at the history of real american hero people younger than us have completely different touchstones for the franchise so somebody maybe five years younger than us maybe the maggot is their hiss yeah 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 if you're born in 1980 uh you you weren't old enough to play with gi joe probably or remember much of it in 83 84 so yeah, probably 87 was your kind of your golden years of it. Right. In the same yeah. way that kids, you know, about 10 years younger than us love those nineties Joes that I barely have any knowledge of. It, my younger brother is probably fortunate or unfortunate in that because <laughs> of me and my older brother, he did get to grow up with the younger Joe figures. Yeah. So even though we didn't have a maggot, like I know what was it? The history, the blue with the red canopy and the tri gun turret. Like that was what he wanted when it came out. Right. Right. So yeah, you, that's a very good point. Dif- different tastes for different generations. But what I'm finding now is that as an older fan of toys, I really appreciate this later stuff in a way that I never could have when I was younger, Mm -hmm. like looking at some of the figures from the nineties, especially some of the battle core stuff. Like I'd like today I just saw or, or really looked at the 1994 lifeline for the first time. Yeah. That's a really good figure. Mm -hmm. Like it's cool. The detail, the, uh, and they did a recolor of it as a convention exclusive that looks even better. But like some of that battle core stuff is great. So it's it's just and this is part of the fun of of doing this show and getting really and I, digging back into this stuff. I am really surprised that this is not a vehicle we would have asked for because it does come apart into. I mean, the battle uh, base part doesn't excite me that much, but the front 
tank version and that gun turret on its own. I mean, I don't know if you, I would have loved that. I don't know if you dropped out when I mentioned where, when I realized it, but this is basically a hiss, an asp and a mobile command module all in one. Yeah. And, and that's why, like, I like even the big giant cannon is exciting to me because they've taken three really cool aspects of Cobra's army and combined them into one toy. And I think yeah. that's awesome. Like, I want the big cannon and the front tank to be actual attack vehicles and then repaint that back one as like a mobile DJ stand. And maybe, <laughs> and that's maybe where... you know, Cobra has their guy that that plays the sick beats when they the go into Viper. battle. The Viper, Viper. Yeah, that's where yeah. Rat Viper is yes. uh, never spitting blanks. Which, speaking of, uh, everybody is going to want to be sure to tune in to our next live stream on January the 16th because I am going to have one heck of a Joe and Tell Ooh. next week. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to drop that little teaser. Well, right I'm here. not going to be able to sleep now because the anticipation <laughs> between now and then. Great. Now, yeah. Now I got <laughs> expectations to live up to. Right. My yeah, life is so anticlimactic. <laughs> so, Noel, you've got a maggot now. I've determined I have to get a maggot. As a matter of fact, it has now jumped the slugger in my I need to get one of mm. these list. Uh, Christian, if you came across one of these in the wild, would you be tempted? If I came across one in the wild, I would as long as the center turret piece, like I'm fixated on that. And I feel like I need two or three of them just on their own. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? Now, how do you feel about, we, uh, we, Nolan and I talked about the worms a, a good bit. When I saw that costume at Dragon Con, I was like, who is that? Like, that mask is... One of the I, best I, I helmet put designs it, in Cobra, I think. Yeah, I, I put it up there with the um, the bat, the second bat of just... If you were on the battlefield and, and someone wearing that was coming towards you you'd probably pee your pants and pretty much assume your life is over. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a very intimidating, creepy, it's very skull-like. I, and a, I'm interested to track down some of the Black Major versions of these because the brown and mm. yellow is not my favorite color combination. He's got kind of a poo world order vibe going well, on. I mean, his name is Worm, so you figure, well, you know, right, he probably right. doesn't use deodorant. But the... <laughs> But the the blue version of him that I saw looked very cool. I could see him. What if he was in like iron grenadier colors? Yeah. Like the black and red. Yeah, the black and yeah. red gold mm-hmm. would look very cool. Literally anything other than this brown and yellow would look great. I don't I mean, the yellow's a little a little much. I like the whole brown. It's different. You didn't see a lot of Cobra characters that were in that color, but it also looks very like he looks like he is like very competent on the battlefield, especially having all those medals. Mm-hmm. Great, great sculpt. 
I could do with some different colors. All right. Well, that is it. Uh, the maggot is possibly an underappreciated item because I'm just looking at this thing. And and again, just the play value, it's phenomenal. And the fact that, like I said, in the comics, it replaced the hiss Mm -hmm. as Cobra's go-to, uh, field vehicle. So, well, it's a better, it's a better upgrade to the hiss than the stun was, which is what they did to replace the hiss in the, in the cartoon. As much as I love the stun, you're right. Absolutely. Uh, All right. Well, it's time now to move on. I feel like I keep saying this, but... This is going to be a little different version of this segment from what we normally do. This is beyond the 80s. But what we're talking about this episode, uh, you know, we are big fans of HisTank.com. I love going there for ideas, for input, for news. It really is the best G.I. Joe community online. I love interacting there. And currently on HisTank.com, there is a fans choice nomination thread for the next GI Joe classified HasLab, and it makes for very interesting reading. And what I wanted to do is each of us will have five. They're asking for five ideas of what the next classified HasLab will be. And then his tank is going to break them down and create an actual poll so people can vote uh, because the GI Joe team does visit his tank. The, the actual GI Joe team from Hasbro, uh, they visit his tank. Emily has actually posted there uh, pretty regularly up until a few months ago, like while the Sky Striker was going on, while the Hiss Tank was going on, she was in there kind of getting input from people and, and interacting. So they, they're they on there. They look at this stuff. So what I want to do is for each of the three of us to come up with our five picks, and we may have some double ups, and that's fine if we do, because goodness knows we're probably going to get an hour of content out of this conversation. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, if you're listening, go to histank.com, check out the HasLab Fans Choice nomination thread, and share your thoughts, share your input. As of right now, I'm going to go through just some of the top choices, because today I did something really insane, because while I was at work, but I the first part of my day was a little bit slower, so I actually went through and tallied up everything that the his tank commenters had voted for so far. Uh, and I'll run through some of the top numbers that we've got. Uh, the thunder machine has 33 votes. Oh, I should do this after we do our picks. Shouldn't I? Yes. So the thunder, like everybody has already talked about thunder machine. So that's not a big spoiler. Uh, so let's do our picks and then I'll come back around and run down the results on HasLab. And this is as of January 2nd, which is when we're recording this episode. Uh, so, all right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to kick us off just to keep things easy. Uh, w- one note I wanted to make my personal opinion 
I don't want any motorized anything. I don't want motors in in any of my HasLab stuff. LEDs are fine. Sound effects would be fine, but I don't want remote control. I don't want motors. This is my personal choice because I got the uh, 112 scale Justice League Batmobile remote control. One of the most incredible toys I own. It's absolutely amazing. The remote control, you control it through an app in your phone. There is a camera in the Batmobile. So you can look at your phone and see what the Batmobile is looking at as it's driving around. It's one of the best toys ever. I don't ever use it. (laughs) It's incredible. But when do I sit down with my phone and drive this little toy, well, this giant toy car around? I Probably don't. as often as uh, the app-controlled BB-8 that uh, we got right when episode, yes. <laughs> you exactly. know, episode 7 came out. That rolled exactly. around our floor for about 20 minutes and then sat on a shelf for the next seven years. So throw in more figures, throw in more paint deco, throw in more features. But I do not want anything motorized. It's just, to me, it's a waste of budget. Uh, okay. So... Let's see. Do, 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 do. Oh, another thing. I don't want any classified items a whole lot bigger than the hiss. And normally I'm not a don't make this thing because I don't want it person. Like usually I'm along the lines of just because I don't want it doesn't mean they shouldn't make it. If somebody wants it, let's do it. I want everybody to be happy. I want everybody to have access to the toys that they want to have. But the problem here is if they do decide to make some big, gigantic G.I. Joe thing, I'm going to buy it. And I don't want to spend $1,200 on a G.I. Joe toy, but I know myself and I know I will. So uh, I just I'll buy anything they make unless it's Battle Force 2000. But I'll probably buy that. too. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, those those are my kind of personal stipulations for that the my first choice and really the one i'm most excited about which is weird because compared to some of the other possibilities it's a little bland but we've talked about it before i want a gi joe tank i want i don't really want a mauler i want a plussed up mobat I want the Mobat as cool as a classified Mobat would be with, you know, a hatch on top, actual room for figures inside, uh, lights, functioning treads. Again, I don't want it motorized, but just thinking of all of the detail and features that they could put into a classified scale Mobat gets me really excited i think there's a lot of room to plus that thing up even though it's the joe's like most basic vehicle uh it would include steeler the stretch goals would be version one hawk with silver web gear tooled up so a later release could just have regular black web gear uh the next stretch would be v1 flash with brown boots and gloves later to be released with black boots and gloves third stretch goal version one zap 
with the grunt head, no mustache, later release would have a more accurate portrait to the comics with the mustache and everything. Uh, and then the final stretch goal, the big one that would get everybody going, oh, would be a version one Scarlet with short hair later to be released with a ponytail portrait. That's my like number one. I think this is a sure thing because not because I think everybody would be super excited about a Mobat, but because I think the Joe team could do such an amazing job with the Mobat that it would make people excited. I think once people saw what they could do, they would be like, oh, just like I was with the hiss. Because if you guys remember, I wasn't that stoked about the idea of a classified hiss. But then once I saw it, I was like, oh, that's killer. I think they could do the same thing with the Mobat. So that's my that's my number one. It's a pretty good one. That's going to be a big one, too. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah. It's already a little bit bigger than what we were already working with with the hiss, but to make it more realistic, I think you've got to upscale that even more than just the three and three quarter to six inch conversion. But I think for the next one with the success of the hiss, I do think they're going to have a bit of a go big or go home mentality because I feel like they've got, you know what, we got them with that hiss for the next one. Let's do. Let's put out a big boy. Uh, Christian, what is your first idea? Okay. So my first idea is the vamp and how. So the vamp comes with, you've got the electronics basically to plus it up to get to that price point. Um, and in scales, you know, six inch classified how I think is bigger than what most people would give it credit. Yeah. So you're obviously it will come a breaker or sorry, it'll come a clutch. Um, so your first stretch goal will be the canopy pieces to make it more like the vamp mark two. Okay. Your third stretch goal would be the rocket turret again, like the vent mark two, just you're creating it in the green color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then your fourth or third stretch goal is going to be, and this is the last one. This is the one I think that that hopefully would then still get everybody on board, would be an MMS. To come nice. along with it. So the vamp is, I'll go ahead and say, some version of the vamp, whether it be the vamp, the Mark II, or the Stinger, is the the most requested, biggest desired. I still think that's an item that's potentially fan channel retail. I think I, the I do too. And the main reason is because I think that if you put something out as a HasLab and then you recolor that thing multiple times at retail, people are going to get mad and they're going to, they're going to get use out of that mold. If they release a vamp, they're going to release a stinger. They're going to release a vamp too. Here's though, where that, 
may not be true. So if they if they do the combo like Christian is suggesting, Mattel has already broken that seal because they did the the new generation ring as a Mattel Creations, which is the analog for HasLab. And now they're releasing an Attitude Era Raw ring using the same tooling, but it's going to Ringside Collectibles and Mattel Creations as just a standard, anybody can go buy it because they already have the tooling. And I think if Hasbro is up front and says, we're doing this HasLab for the vamp, this is going to be the only release of this version of the vamp. However, down the line, fan channel vamp Mark two and stinger will be available because at that point we'll have access to the tooling. I think people would be excited about that. I don't think they would be mad about it because we know we're investing in the future of the line. Uh, and, and that's, that's what Mattel did. They said, we're doing this ring as a crowdfund, and in the future, if this goes through, in the future, the possibility for other versions of rings is there. Because then and, the mold would exist. Right. So, yeah. Said I, that would be it would, it would definitely be a, a wise economical <laughs> move for them to do that because you are going to get more use out of it. But I just wonder what the like what the backlash is going to be because yeah, Joe fans are a different. Uh... They well, I don't know, dude. I rest in, in because I'm in I'm in wrestling figure forums and I'm in GI Joe forums, and wrestling collectors are they have never been happy with anything that has ever been released. <laughs> so I think I think if Hasbro were upfront, if Lenny got on a live stream and said, "Look, this is what's up." If we can get this vamp funded, you're going to get a lot more out of it than just this HasLab. Because didn't I, they? I feel like they did something similar while the campaign for the hiss was going on. They kept saying, "This will be your only chance to get this this version version of the hiss tank." And, and you know, I do think it was suggested that the once the tooling is done we could see other things but i can't remember specifically if it was or not you if you're can, listening you if you're listening to us right now and you have a better recollection than we do hit us up on audible interlude podcast on instagram uh and fill in the blanks on that but I, that does sound correct the extra stuff you, you know you could remove the electronics and obviously have the cheaper vehicle ish you know that you could still sell oh through like a big bat or something like that but it's not going to be that his tank right. or that bank. right 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 and let me throw this out there the one area where i will take some motorization if they want to put a motorized winch on the vamp i'm down with that so i it's weird as i get older I want less things on my toys that have the potential to stop working yeah, and yeah, yeah. Or, or cause a battery to leak. Right. So I understand they put the electronics in it because here is now the added value to this. Personally, I will be just as happy if none of them had any electronics. What if 
because we're in 2023. What if they can do something along the lines of the old, no battery, but the old thing where you would pull the string out and hit a button and it would retract the string. Like it's literally just like friction technology. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What if they could do that in like a really fancy way? I don't think that's unreasonable. I don't think it is. I I think I am more like Noel, though, with that BB-8 where I'm going to do that once. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then most likely I'm going to display it like I do my AT-AT where that, you know, the the hook or winch whatever is extracted and somebody's holding on to it and that's but that's that's the speaking of the ad ad that the big ad ad uh that hasbro put out has that feature on uh the winch Mm -hmm. and i it's got exactly what i was just talking about um but at the very least i want it to be functional like even if it's manually rolling it up like i want it to be an actual cable with a sure, I you... want it to be actual string. Right, Let, right. Let's put yeah, some effort into it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the vamp is the biggest pick, but I also think that the vamp is very possible as just a fan channel release for around a hundred bucks. So there, there, there's an argument for it to be a Haslab, and there's an argument for it to not. I don't know a vehicle that can hold two six at least two six inch figures i don't see unfortunately just because of the way the toy companies have their you know they have to make their profits i don't see that at at a hundred bucks anymore the have you seen the batmo beast i've seen photos of it but there's nothing to it it's it's all frame but the it's 50 bucks it's this bit my son got one sure. for Christmas. It's massive. Well, and the unfortunately, McFarland a- can do that for 50 bucks. But yeah. McFarland also is selling seven inch DC figures cheaper than Mattel is selling G.I. Joe classified. Oh, absolutely. So but is it possible? Yes. Possible. I, is it possible within Hasbro? I, I'm not bashing on them. I just don't think it is when right. I look at what Hasbro is charging for, uh, like the the Mandalorian, the the bar playset. That's literally just three walls of plastic. Right, right. That's a sixty dollar thing. Yeah. Well, so, the, yeah. you also got to look. The vamp, the original vamp, is a very hollow vehicle. It's it's a shell, um, and you can get away with doing that because most of what you're not going to see is going to be on the underside and even even then you could put a thin piece of plastic on the other side as a like a undercarriage and still have most of it be pretty hollow sure it doesn't have to be a solid solid piece and you could do two versions if you are going to do one for uh, a hazlab it could be a little bit more sturdily constructed and then you could put one out at a lower price point to go at retail that doesn't have as much structural integrity, perhaps. Like a Haslab version might have suspension and LEDs Mm -hmm. and whatever else. And then you could do a retail version that takes those features out, but still looks cosmetically the same. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but let's, uh, 
let's because that is a, that's a very popular choice but let's move on uh noel what is your first pick so i decided because there's a lot of stuff i went through the thread and i was looking through some of the ones and i was trying not to do too many that were already mentioned in there um and my first one because i wanted to throw out something gi joe first and not cobra because most of the things on my list are for the villains um so this is a bit of an off kind of an off the beaten path choice but everybody loves this playset. i'd love to see a checkpoint alpha done and classified and you could do this as a HasLab because the potential for upgrades is i mean it's really amazing because you could do first of all you get your you get your basic checkpoint alpha if you think about scaling that up the bottom level is going to be about eight inches minimum and then you've got your top level up there on top you've got all your weapons you've got your your flash you got your flashlight you can do electronics for those you can actually have the flashlight that you know that lights up you can put little lasers on maybe the guns or something like that like their sights you could have a motorized gate that actually moves with the press of a button or something like that you got your speed bump you got all your other little accessories inside and you can add more of those things more than just like the clipboard um obviously your figure choice that comes packed in is going to be law and order yeah because they have not announced them i thought about throwing them up in junkyard in there but i believe they've already been announced right as no far as, have they not nope well i mean there you go that's another but i think potential. law and order is a better fit for this mm-hmm. but the, it needs to be like a night force like i don't want any standard versions of any figures in a has lab okay okay Fair enough. So you do Night Force, and then later on we get in the main line the regular version. Or you do a Law and Order that has more of a traditional MP look where he's in. Yeah, right, green, right, right. And then you do the the blue and right. Um, but then you've got as far as your stretch goals go, you can add things like, hey, maybe one of them as simple as like additional speed bumps or something like that. But then you've got you know you could do generic Joe MPs. Let, wait, let me let me let me just say. I can't wait to hear the G.I. Joe fan response. Oh, I know. <laughs> when the stretch goal is three extra speed bumps. That's going to be additional... even better than the cardboard <laughs> backdrop for the Rancor. Well, don't worry. They'll be happy because then you get maybe a couple of generic Joe MPs as, um, as stretch goals. And then final stretch goal, the big seller, the Silver Mirage motorcycle to go with it. Oh, now that's... You know what? I think that's got to be part of it from the first place, because otherwise, what is this checkpoint checking? The Ram and the Tiger Force Ram? (laughs) (laughs) I think the checkpoint and the Silver Mirage, I think that's solid. Yeah, well, and I thought you, about putting those together, but I was like, well, it could be. Yeah, but I, I think you have enough potential with extra figures and that sort of thing to to add stretch goals to it and still keep that Silver Mirage as part of the original packaging. I but I think what if because I think it's I think right out of the gate it's going to be Checkpoint and Silver Mirage, Law and Order, or the figures. I don't think you can do just do made up mps but if you can do like a special green shirt of some kind or maybe even steel brigade variants something along those lines yeah 
but that yeah i can see especially with the emphasis that the team puts on storytelling i can see the checkpoint with law and order and the silver mirage being a very compelling situation i like that mm-hmm. you i just, would you just keep your speed bump stretch goals out of it because that is <laughs> that is not going to go over at all well maybe <laughs> instead of speed bumps how about actual fencing to go on oh, either yeah. side so that your gate has something to actually close and that to? makes it that gives it more of a playset feel yeah, well, I even thought about like, do you do you do raised curbs on either side? Do you do like a faux, even if it's just a vinyl mat, uh, like a road that will go in front of it? I mean, there's there's a lot yeah, of there's yeah, a lot there, of things mm-hmm. that you could do to enhance it. Yeah, and and still hit it at a pretty decent price point, um, and still make it like enough money to to where it's worth funding as a class as a as a haslab and not just as a retail item you could do a landscape stretch goal that includes a vinyl mat your speed bumps and yeah. fencing so that it really turns it into more of a play set mm-hmm. i can see that being very appealing yeah I li- this is great i like this and it's something i never would have thought of that's cool and it's something that uh depending on how they do the the ground part could be something that you could sort of fold and fit onto a whatever shelving you have Mm. you know maybe you could sort of fold it make it whatever you need it to be to fit on your shelf that's a great idea i like that yes it's thinking of iconic gi joe vehicles there weren't a lot that weren't already mentioned a hundred times in that uh, in that thread um, but this is something that's again, it's it's something that's a little different. And when you ask pretty much any GI Joe fan about some of their favorite toys, they'll mention Checkpoint because it's it was you know especially when you're you know when you're world building at home when you're playing at home, you know people use that and they they got a lot of play value out of that. So yeah, yeah, a lot absolutely, of, a, lot of, a lot of fond memories. Uh, all right, so that brings it back around to me. Uh, my second pick. We've already talked about it on the show before, but I, I just you know. The reason it's come up before is because I think it's a great idea. The snowcat. I think the snowcat's a fantastic choice for a vehicle. Uh, it is very unique. It is, you know, I, I don't know if you could really call it iconic, but it's immediately recognizable <clears throat> as something unique to GI Joe. Uh, and it can have a lot of features and can carry a lot of troops. And I think the interactivity with figures is a very important thing, which is why Checkpoint Alpha also a good idea how with the van or uh, vamp with the how also a good idea that figure interaction for your existing collection is very key and the snowcat carries a bunch of troops uh it would include frostbite uh the stretch and, and like i said we've talked about this on past episodes but the stretch goals could be alternate weapons and placements uh whether it's a different missile rack for the top or a cannon for the top different kinds of ski pedos uh and then Maybe Arctic themed Joes, uh, just if they could come up with a coat mold and different arms for tooling, just to throw on existing Joe tooling, Arctic themed snake eyes, Arctic themed Duke, you know, whatever, uh, it'd be easy enough. Uh, and I think you could, again, that storytelling would come into play, but I, I just, the idea, the thought of us 
a classified snowcat with LEDs for the headlights, for the interior console, for the taillights. It just is so appealing to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, we've we have we have discussed it in the past. Um I think I do think it's one of those more iconic vehicles from the Joe line. And uh, you know, you do have a lot of theming you can do with the other the other figures to go with it. So Yeah, you can really create that, you know, kind of like with the they did with the Sky Striker with the ground crew and everything, mm-hmm. which granted didn't get funded, but the idea was we're creating a story. Uh, Christian, what is your next suggestion? Okay, so my next one is something I would like to see. I do think it's going to be a bit of a hard sell. And I'm is it a, get... is it a Super Joe's collection? No, no. This is actually still from the nine. The well, it's from the nineties. Okay. So it's the earthquake. But hear me out. So the the earthquake for those who don't remember that was would this be me bulldozer looking vehicle the cobra <laughs> had now what is this <laughs> but this is Christian, where i say you, you do not disappoint i know but this is where i say like you can't do the neon 90s colors <laughs> for the vehicle you put it in thunder machine colors and you make it more of a dreadnought themed style vehicle. I just, it's practically Tonka truck size, if not larger to be compatible with six inch figures. You've got the, the moving bucket for the bulldozer piece Um, for your stretch goals. This is where Lenny can get in his Sonic fighter version of road pig <laughs> so that's where you get your neon colors in and then i think the other stretch goals i mean i just had kind of jotted down um a couple other like i thought you know you could do crazy colors for monkey wrench and maybe toss in zanzibar like get some of the dreadnoughts although i feel like monkey wrench is popular enough to get his own release um yeah he he will well i think both of those because zanzibar has the potential to have you know to come with that air skiff and that's true on the box art they've got two of the later model bats on here i think an army of bats as stretch goals would make this an appealing prospect yeah i don't know what version of the bats these are because this is a relatively low resolution picture uh but i yeah, I just the large oversized tires. I think you just you mad in the right colors. I think this looks like very much a Mad Max style vehicle that is suited to the dreadnoughts. It's just because of all of the neon of the '90s colors, it just looks silly. Yeah, the pictures on Yojo are are not good of this at all. Looking at other pictures, if you look at it on good, eBay, because I three yeah. D Joe's actually has some really really good pictures. Yeah, I've um, this been also obsessed is with this one for a while. This vehicle is enormous. Yeah, I uh, it's it's one of those things that you don't really when you just look at the box art and stuff, and you're like, well, those bats look kind of small in comparison. And then you actually look at the photos 
of them on the vehicle and it is it and they were they went big a lot in the 90s with some of these vehicles and this is this is a no exception well i I like these launching rockets on the back um i mean i look if they dropped this i would be shocked but i would also be excited because there's a lot (laughs) this will this would never happen in classified series but if I if I was thinking of vehicles in the scope of what would only happen because of cost to be a HasLab, this is where that would fall. Yeah, this is uh, I don't hate it. You once again, <laughs> you have come in here with your weirdness and you have won me over. <laughs> uh, wow. Noel, what is your next? Well, I'm going to go for the go big or go home one uh, at this point, because when you're talking iconic vehicles, going back to Cobra, the Rattler is a big vehicle and you can do a lot with that one as far as your stretch goals go. I know you mentioned you didn't want any regular, like regular characters in the classified line. But I think Wild Weasel is not one that's likely to get a regular series release. Oh, actually, I, I think he's very likely to get a regular series release. However, you could certainly introduce him here and later on, you know, do a slightly different version in the main line. I don't see yeah. any any problem with that. And uh, maybe we can finally get that Wild Weasel with a removable helmet. Um what does he look like? Do we know? We don't know, but oh. uh, you know, even if he's even if he's just got a balaclava, you know, on under there, and you know, I, I I'd love to see one that ha- because that helmet is so large. It's one of the ones that you could easily have be removable and not look enormous on his head because um, it's already pretty large. And um, uh, but as far as other stretch goals go, um, obviously you need a gunner back there, so. You do like an air trooper type Cobra trooper who's a little bit modified. Um, that can maybe be your final stretch goal. Um, obviously, the original toy had your battle damage panels. So you could maybe have some like alternate panels that you could yeah, swap yeah. out. Um, again, different bombs, different, uh, you know, different weapons that you can attach to them. Um, you know, maybe even some panels with different um like different sigils like you could have one of the regular cobra symbols and then you could have ones with like the winged cobras yeah there's there's a lot of different because because you can easily just have removable panels on that vehicle um and you can you can use that to show that like the engine detail underneath but you can also use it to you know to to swatch switch uh, switch up the look of the vehicle overall i think one of your stretch goals is an og baroness she was mm. often depicted flying the Rattler in the yeah. comics. Uh, I think a, a V1 Baroness is, is a great stretch goal for this one. Yeah, yeah, that 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 would work as well. Uh, I'm also I was also thinking, do you do you stick with a single pilot capacity in that cockpit, or do you really go big and put a second seat in there? That might that might up the price a little bit too much. Yeah, I, th- I think you I just think one single. pilot, one gunner. I I think that's enough. 
Yeah. But, and you got tons of play value too, because you've got your, your VTOL features and your retractable landing gear. Yeah. Yeah. You could, and you could motorize, you could possibly even motorize the landing gear or something like that would be a kind of a cool extra or, on that. Or at the very least, give it a mechanism like the Sky Striker. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want it, but I'd buy it. Well, said it's, it's going to, it's going to raise that price point up. I figure it's probably not going to be much different than a dragonfly would be as far as price points go. You think I f- see, I feel like there's a lot more to the rattler than there is to the dragonfly. It's a, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little bit bigger vehicle, at least more massive. I think the yeah. dragonfly is a little, probably a little longer. But I feel like the dragonfly has more parts and extra parts and pieces. Well, the, the rattler does have a lot of weapons. It has yeah, a lot of missiles and bombs. All of those bombs it's a bomber. and missiles, the yeah, cockpit pieces. That's true. That's yeah, true. I, th- I think there's a lot more to the rattler. Yeah. So yeah, be, be prepared to shell out some money for it, but I think it's one that's never going to get released any other way. So. Yeah, it's it's definitely if if there were to be a classified rattler, it would have to be a Haslab, for sure. Uh, all right, my next one up, and it's another one that we've talked about before, uh, and one that I'd almost want more than the Mobat, but I just think it would be cool to have a big tank, but the Havoc. Yep, and I. A little part of me thinks it might be more likely than the Mobat because, again, I think you need a unique design to really get people excited. And I don't know that everybody is going to be excited by a tank. But a Havoc is unmistakably G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it, got more play features. Yes, more and... play features, more troop interaction uh, it has the little VTOL vehicle in the back. Just a lot to it, a lot to recommend it as as uh, a classified vehicle. Uh, it would include an updated cross country. Obviously, there would be some changes made to his design. Uh, but I, I mean, I do want a classified cross country. Yeah. Uh, the stretch goals would be all in some kind of sub team colors or different colors of some kind, because I don't want any standard versions of any characters locked behind the Haslab. but it's totally fine to do what they're doing. Like with the Mickey mouse Cobra commander to get the tooling established for a later release. Mm -hmm. So our stretch goals here would be lifeline because he goes very well with the little rescue slash assault craft or whatever you determine that is uh a version two hawk dial tone and chuckles because you got to have chuckles to throw the mm. missile uh and chuckles i i think night force colors would work really well for all of those characters potentially but i don't know they could they could work up some kind of theme to go with the havoc i don't know what it would be but, you know, later on, we'd get regular colored versions of all of these characters, whatever they decide. I mean, Chuckles is easy enough. You just put them in a different colored shirt. <laughs> uh, but I, I really, really, really want 
uh, a classified havoc. I would love to see what the team does with that design. Chuckles has to be able to hold the missiles so he can throw them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, uh, Christian. Okay. So my next one is going to be the Warthog. Nice. So, so I I want it scaled a little differently because I do want this to still fall within the same-ish price range as the Hiss. So you so because the driver isn't you can't see it um i would be happy if the cockpit was a single driver cockpit versus the two um it's still big enough so that you can open the back and put another figure in uh the the eye the eye headlights light up um the the teeth design i i don't want that to be sculpted because i feel like in the actual military that wouldn't be a thing yeah yeah that's just painted on right i don't want them to be stickers either though i i do want it to look like this is something that it needs to be tampoed yeah that the marauders but i wanted to have more of a uh hand done feel to it um so obviously the first stretch goal would be the Sergeant Slaughter. Dude, this thing is really big. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it mentioned and I was like, man, it never would have occurred to me. But you know what? It, again, it is kind of hollow. It's a troop. It's a troop transport. It's a transport. It is, yeah. yeah. I mean, this yeah. the space that this had for for the listeners. Uh, I'm holding, I guess, a later version of the Warthog. This one is from. Oh, that's funny. It still has 1988 stamped on it, but this one is from the 90s, I think. Yeah, I think, I think they did the Renegades. This might be 98. I, this one came with the gung-ho with the headband and the vest. The Night Rhino, maybe? Um, no, it's just for, no? it's from like the Toys R Us releases, Real American Hero. It's black with uh, like tan parts and silver rockets, but it's, I love the vehicle. It's, it's, and again, like you said, there's so much interactivity and the troop carrying element is very important. These hatches that open up in the back with the roll bars and everything. I mean, this holds one, two, three, four, five, six. It seats six figures, but then there's a ton more storage in the middle. Like this would be amazing as a classified vehicle. The look at this. The two, it's got the driver compartment and then the two turrets behind it. This thing is crazy. This would be fantastic, but we just lost Christian just nope. as I was about to ask the big question. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask Noel. And once we get Christian back, I'll ask him, Noel, is this an iconic recognizable GI Joe profile to me? No, because it was a little after I was out of collecting. Um, 
you know, but for people who, because it was 88 was the first year it came out. So that's correct. That's not far after I quit, after I quit collecting G.I. Joe. So I presume that there's many other people who would think so. Um, I do think it's a really great vehicle. Um, It's very like real world military styled. Uh, actually based on a real vehicle so when i every time i've always seen it i've always thought that's a great vehicle because it looks like a real military vehicle um well and but that's kind of i don't i don't recognize it as like you know an iconic gi joe vehicle but that and that's good and bad isn't it like on the one hand it's kind of exciting when something's recognizable as real but on the other hand is that kind of less exciting than something like the havoc right but it's but this is recognizable as kind of a real world world vehicle that is very toyetic. Mm-hmm. So it kind of fits both of those descriptions. And that's that's what I was asking Noel, uh Christian, when you dropped out, was is this iconic and immediately recognizable as a Joe vehicle? And while the answer might not be an immediate yes, it's a great toy. Right. So before I had gotten booted, um, so I think obviously one stretch goal is Sergeant Slaughter in his uh, pilot yes. uniform. Because that was the um, original version, right? Mm-mm. No. Oh, what no. was the original? I Wait, the when first, you say original. The first Warthog came with that Slaughter, right? Yes, yes. I thought you meant the original Slaughter. Oh, no, oh, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I thought you were like, wait, slaughter. no, because he's like in a totally different outfit, right? Um, yeah, he's got the removable, like, the removable hat, and... yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then the other stretch goal or stretch goals, I guess I should say, so it's got the rockets on the back, right? Yeah, I would like one stretch goal to be taking that piece off. And putting a gun turret on top that another figure could stand up there oh. to shoot. So, again, giving it that sort of hiss, like the Joe's version of a hiss tank vibe, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, also because this is me and <laughs> I like to think way outside of the box because I don't think there's any other way we're going to get some of this smaller stuff that i liked from the original joe line the last stretch goal would be it would come with the pieces for like the ammo dump unit and the forward observer unit so just okay. some small extra you know yeah cargo boxes ammo boxes guns that little missile launching thing and again once they have the tooling they can release those separately later on if they want to. Yeah. Just in different colors or whatever. Neon. <laughs> <laughs> With uh rapid fire. Yes. <laughs> I want a deluxe rapid fire with all neon ammo dump and bivouac and everything else. Uh, all right, Noel, what is your next choice? So um, I, I kind of lied because I did say I was trying to avoid things that were mentioned uh, quite a few times on the thread on his tank, but this one's too good. Um, is one that I thought of kind of before that. And as soon as I saw the people 
throwing the idea around. I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to mention it. Um, the 1988 dual elevating, dual elevating multi ordnance neutralizer or demon from the Iron Grenadiers. Dude, yes. Um, oh. Especially considering that this also combines with the Destro's despoiler vehicle. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So all this could be one set. Um, obviously, you could do this, the despoiler as a as a stretch goal. Um, although it's probably a little large, um, you would obviously, as one of those stretch goals, you'd get a version of uh, of Iron Grenadier's Destro with the gold head. Um, your original, of course, you're going to get the ferret, the driver. Um, you could probably even get, you know, a second one because he is a troop builder. Uh, and you've also got Iron Grenadier's figures, which presume, presumably we're going to get those in the main line at some point in time. Yeah. So you can do like, you know, your IG officers or, you know, your special IG battlefield uh, commander or whatever other versions of the IGs that are going to go into this set. Um, with all of the armaments on this vehicle, there's, I mean, there's a million ways you can add stretch goals on this one um, to give it a lot of extra value. It's going to be a little bit bigger than the Hiss probably, but it's... I think I think you could probably and I don't know if it's as iconic as that. Obviously, we we're just talking about like is stuff in '88 going to be as as iconic as the stuff from '83? But I think it's it's such a toyetic vehicle that and it's well, got so many play features with the with the treads that go up and all that stuff. I think that you can you can probably get this thing backed and i think you also really heavily market the iron grenadiers concept with Mm -hmm. it i think you like hasbro if they were to do this hasbro makes like an iron grenadiers campaign so it's almost Mm -hmm. not even about just the vehicle it's about the concept of destro and his army so like they could really turn that into something special for a Haslab. And, yeah. and that's, that's one of the ones I saw that I never would have thought of that I ended up really on board with. Well, I had thought about like thinking about things that could be regular release toys, the Destro and the Despoiler could be at some point in time, like a deluxe style figure, like the sure. um, Serpentor. Like Serpentor. Yeah. Um, so you could possibly do like, a secondary despoiler and secondary Destro as a stretch goal for this one. At that point in time, maybe you've already got the mold for the despoiler and you can add it on as a stretch goal for this one. Okay. So my next one is something we've talked about. And most, most of the ones I have, we've talked about before because they're things that I want to see. My next one is the dragonfly. Uh, we talked about the rumor. I legitimately still think it's very doable. Yes, it's, it is large, but it's narrow. It's, it has a, a slight profile and there's just something about a military helicopter that's kind of special. Like to me, I was always more of a helicopter guy than an airplane guy. There's something cool about the deployment of troops from a helicopter. Uh, there's the, having that winch on the bottom with the grappling hook, the rescue capabilities, the hovering, like the, there's, I just dig a helicopter, man. And I dig wild bill. We talk again, we've talked about it before. 
Uh, it would include the version two Wild Bill, the cavalry version that I think could very easily be retooled for a version one release in the main line. Mm-hmm. Uh, stretch goals would be alternate weapons. Uh, you could even have different, completely different, you know, the wings that are on the side or stabilizers, whatever they are, that hold the missiles and everything. You could have completely different options for those. Those wings could unplug. You could plug in chain guns or or whatever, Gatling guns. There, there could be different options for those. Uh, and then, again, sub-team versions of... And this... Airborne, I think, is a given. Maybe it's Night yeah. Force Airborne, kind of like they did Night Force Ripcord with the Sky Striker. But the guys that were always on, because if you remember, the Dragonfly has the pegs on the skids. And for me, the guys that were always on those pegs were Alpine and Bazooka. Now, we're already getting two Bazookas. So, because <laughs> we're getting Tiger Force Bazooka and regular Bazooka. So, it's... Like, obviously, those are not the best choices for stretch goals, but those are just the guys that I put on it. So that's that's who I put in there. But there there are probably other I wouldn't I don't know that crazy legs. Well, first of all, a paratrooper and helicopter doesn't make any sense anyway, because that doesn't work. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, just as as my list went on, I got less specific with what what the goals would be. But I really do think a classified dragonfly is something that, again, the Joe team would put together. And once everyone saw it, they'd be like, oh, that's amazing. And we'd all have to have it. When I was thinking about this one, as far as what you could do to kind of make it special, one of the things I thought would be pretty cool is... It's obviously based on a real helicopter, the AH-1, um, the Bell AH-1, um, and the Dragonfly is more of an experimental copter, and it doesn't have the real ta- rear tail rotor. So having a swappable tail rotor that actually has, oh yeah, yeah, like so you can either do it as the more real life vehicle, or you can do it as the um, as the, the GI Joe version. Yeah, yeah, that would be a cool alteration they could throw in there definitely yeah yeah it's it's one that i mean it seems like if you if you're going to do a gi joe vehicle and you want to go a little bigger that's that's uh, that that rumor wasn't that far off from something that could happen in real life right it seemed very plausible as opposed to and i want to see what you guys think about this people keep bringing up the tomahawk i think a classified scale tomahawk is insanity yeah yeah I, I can't even imagine so anybody I, having the space for that realistically. I put it on my wish list for O-ring, and yes, even I think yes. that's probably a little too big for them to do O-ring at this point. At least as a mainline release. Well, like right, I, yeah, I, I can see that as a cla- as a uh, as a Haslab. Yeah, before I could see a lot of the stuff we're talking about being Haslabs, honestly. Yeah, yeah, a uh, uh, an O-ring tomahawk Haslab seems very feasible, but an O-ring or a classified tomahawk just seems crazy. And I'm not saying I I wouldn't like as I stated at the beginning of this segment, whatever they make, I'm going to buy. I know I'm that sucker. But I don't I just don't want it. Oof. Too much. 
Uh, Christian, what's up next for you? Okay. So this is where I take my one exception for something that is motorized. So my next pick is the bridge layer. Oh, I was so hoping you were going to say battle copters. <laughs> no, I and one of the things I like to do is watch YouTube videos of the actual bridge layers in real life. Oh yeah, life. yeah. Um, so it's got to be motorized to actually work, which is going to make it an even larger scale than what the three and three quarter to six inch would have been right um but so you've got that your stretch goal obviously will be toll booth um well i think then, toll booth's got to be included though right yeah you got to have a driver yeah i'm just thinking of cost yeah but but, but i think it has to i think the driver has to be has built to into the cost it. okay so then my my next stretch goal i would uh I guess then separate into two and, and that is in keeping with the getting some smaller things that we may not have. And that would be uh, the pack rat missile launcher and then the machine gun pack rat. But I don't want those to be motorized. No wind up. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Just straight up, you know, attack robot weapons. Actually, I would love them to be like the old school, like Tommy wind ups. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. With a little white, uh, little white knob that you turn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as much as as much as I say that you know something that that has a, a gimmick, I'm going to do that gimmick like once, and then it's going to sit on the shelf. Nope, I would watch that bridge layer open and close probably on every single day off that i have until are I you, wear that are you gonna around. dig a trench in your backyard for it i absolutely would <laughs> <laughs> well we'll we'll put that i also up. live you know an hour away from the beach so it's not unfeasible for me no, to there go, you go and yeah well, we'll we'll put that video up after the video of Noel playing with the the thang yes. boat in the, the bathtub. <laughs> Noel, what is your next one? So, man, my next one, I am I'm in a dilemma. I almost want to make this as two different choices, but I think I want to rule out the first option because you presumably are already are already going to get one of these, and the other one we know we already have the mold for. So, I don't think you could get away with a dreadnought ground assault as a HasLab classified because you've already got a ram no one's going to buy a repaint and you're and you know you're going to not get, not get, as get a HasLab anyway and, right and you know and, and you know you're going to get a vamp but we don't have a skyhawk and we don't have a fang so the dreadnought air assault is a perfect way to get those two molds yeah. out there um i i i love these these wacky dreadnought vehicles and all their they're bizarre green colors. Yeah. And, oh, um, yeah. 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 And, and, you know, we're going to get some dreadnoughts in the line. I don't know if we're going to get a Naga hide or a Zanzibar. <laughs> so throw those guys in there. I imagine Naga hide uh, as a poacher, like hanging from that Skyhawk with his machine gun, picking off, uh, like picking off his prey. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Uh, and then, you know, maybe who knows a, a couple more like, you know, generic dreadnought type guys that you can throw in there as well. Uh, a few more, um, you know, weapon upgrades, but those two is a two pack. Cause they're both very fairly small vehicles. I think you get away with doing that as a two pack, especially considering the Fang is, you know, almost minuscule. What if it's the dreadnought air assault has lab has the Skyhawk has the Fang has Zanzibar's air skiff, all color coordinated and you get Zanzibar you get monkey wrench, but in colors, just some kind of different color scheme. Well, wasn't there a version two monkey wrench where he looked pretty significantly different? Was there? I don't know. Mm. Uh, now the ground we... assault was going to be uh, the the thing about the ground assault that was so promising was getting a heart wrencher figure in that because she came with the uh, the reissued vamp um that they did but uh well i think you get to the ground assault later on but yeah you, well, you and you do those at retail why not you're going to have the vamp in the line you're going to have the ram in the line you can sell those just I'll, re- right Repay I'll, I'll buy those as target exclusives yeah yeah absolutely but this air assault is a way to get something really unique out there and again storytelling it's dreadnoughts right. so so He's this should come with the version two monkey wrench where he's got the longer hair, he's got uh, uh, like a wife beater tank top type shirt on with some barbed wire bandages all up his arms. He looks different enough while still being the same character. 2006. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. I forgot. I've forgotten that was him V two because he just was a repaint, wasn't he? Of yeah, burnout. Ah, okay. Yeah, I don't uh, have that one. That one's crazy. So yeah, I, there's there's other dreadnoughts, and you could even throw a burnout in there. All those like obscure sure. dreadnoughts yeah. that are not going to get a regular release in the main yeah. line. I know. I know you want to keep uh, figures from being exclusive to has labs well yeah but if they're minor (laughs) like i i think i think thrasher anything is coming with a thunder machine anything anything lesser known than thrasher can go in the has lab yeah and i think we're getting thrasher as a has lab at some point in time down the line or i mean thrasher could be a a mainline release if we don't get the has i'm saying the thunder machine just in general i have a feeling we're getting we're going to get that in classified scale at some point we will see uh all right my final choice is the slugger Uh, i've already talked about the slugger a lot in this recording session uh I love it. It's unique. It's a tank with wheels, which when I was a kid was so weird and different and cool. It's got that massive cannon. Uh, Not a lot of troop carrying in the original toy, but I think it could be altered a little bit to have some more interactivity. Uh, Obviously, it comes with thunder stretches or whatever. As I said, as I went down my list, I, I got less and less creative. I just think that the Joe team could do something really cool with a classified size slugger and the inherent design of it. It's, it's not that complex and it's not necessarily that huge. 
uh, and it would be eye catching. It would be cool looking. Yeah, uh, it was one that I had on my list, but uh, but I, I I knew you talking about the slugger earlier. I had a feeling you were going to throw it yeah, out here as well. It's weirdly not super exciting, and yet very much something special to GI Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian, what is your final? All right, so my final pick, which is probably the most realistic of happening. <laughs> Uh, is going to be the Wolverine. So scaled up, um, it needs to come with a sunbow inspired, but still very much a classified, you know, so the longer blonde hair version of CoverGirl. Then the next stretch goal is a spy troops style shipwreck where he's in the the blue sweater. Okay. The Mm -hmm. beanie cap. Yeah. And then, Noel, I see your speed bumps. (laughs) Oh, gosh. And I raise you. Traffic cones. (laughs) Almost. Hedgehogs. The... (laughs) The machine gun defense unit just it came with those, you know, the giant, I don't know what they're called. Hedgehogs. They're called hedgehogs. Hedge- oh, they are called hedgehogs. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I want a crap ton of of hedgehogs to put around as like defense. Yeah. That are scaled up for you know six inch figures. Yeah, Wolverine yeah. definitely a logical choice. And and size wise, totally makes sense. I and I yeah. don't know. I like I put thought into it as far as you know how do you add electronics and all that to it, and I just don't think there is. I, I can throw it, some lights. I mean, everything everything has headlights, and taillights, possibly. Lights. You could you could even have the the turret turning left and right. You know, you could always mm. you could always do something. This was actually, if this is probably the most realistic and honestly, like if, if they had not already put a cover girl out in the regular line, I would think this would be a lock as the first. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Cause it's, yep. a, it's a perfect companion to the his tank as far as, uh, you know, a one-on-one battle. Um, it's, it's a right about the right size if you want to do something comparable. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is, I mean, it's a super logical choice. Um, but yeah, when as soon as I saw Covergirl in the regular line, I was like, "Well, maybe they'll hold it off for something later on." Yeah, I same same exact thought is that Covergirl in the line makes me think this is not happening as a Haslab, uh, certainly not anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that it? Are we done? I, I got one yeah. more. Oh, I got to do my fifth. Oh, is that, oh, you're oh, right, 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 right. You went out, yeah. Because I, I rolled out the ground assault. I just went with air assault. Right, right. Um, and okay. so it wasn't a double. So for my last one, I think that uh, one person in this room is going to like it a lot more than the other one. Uh, <laughs> because uh, I think a triple T is a perfect oh, yes. vehicle for a HasLab. Uh, you you've think? Got a, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not slamming the triple T. I'm just saying size-wise. 
It's uh, I mean, size wise, it's almost as big as the Hiss tank of the original really? vehicle is. Yeah, it's a it's a lot oh. bigger vehicle than it really appears. Um, it's got some heft to it, but it's also it's pretty iconic because that is true. People love their Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, you can you've got a different slaughter that you can throw on them. You can do your you know your original mail away version in this one, and you really don't even have to remold the other one because they, it was a straight repaint initially. Um, but as far as your stretch goals go, think about the figures you can throw in for this one because yeah. you get Mercer, you get Taurus, and you get um, uh, Red Dog. Like Red Dog, and then. Your final stretch goal, Falcon. you get Lieutenant Falcon with that big old rucksack he's having yeah. all. Um, and you do him in, in more of his sunbow colors. So, Well, see, I want to be really evil. And I say your final stretch goal is Sergeant Slaughter in Slaughter Marauder's colors. See, I think we're going to get him in the main line anyway. Yeah, I think so. It's with uh, excuse me, I think you mean Mad Marauders. Mad Marauders, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we got if we've got barbecue, and I'm sure we're gonna get Spirit and a couple of others soon. Um, we're we're gonna get Slaughter as a main line. I feel, like, I feel like I feel like I have to stick to my logic. If if I believe that the Vamp can be done as a fan channel exclusive or potentially even retail, I think this can as well. I don't think part count wise, size wise, I don't think this is that different from the vamp, but yeah, if, if they, if they wanted to do a slaughters, renegades has lab again, that theming, that storytelling, mm-hmm. it would be good. And yeah. you could even, I can't reach my, cause I almost died earlier trying to get my warthog off the shelf. <laughs> I can't reach my triple T. Does it have a tow hook? Do you know off the top of your head? Yes. Yes. Triple T. So does you have could a tow hook. potentially throw a towable in there as well. Yep. Make given it that value. And if you, if you were doing at least those first three as stretch goals, then scale the, scale the vehicle up a bit more where again, even though it's a single, um, cockpit driver make it big enough that the other three figures can yeah it wouldn't it wouldn't be hard to throw some some uh platforms and some things or whatever on this thing or or some some hand grips on the back Mm -hmm. like it could very easily be done uh all right so those are our picks but real quick i do want to run down the results uh that are on his tank uh, as of January the 2nd, I was going to put these in order, but I just did not have time to. I'm going to go over some of the tops. Uh, as of right now, the Thunder Machine is sitting at 33 votes. Uh, some kind of G.I. Joe tank. I just combined Mauler and Mobat because I do think the Joe team could put together a tank that represented both successfully so a gi joe tank has 47 votes uh some form of vamp i combined vamp vamp mark ii and stinger into one because i think if we get one we're gonna get them all uh so vamp in some form is in the lead with 60 votes uh the despoiler has three votes other which includes play sets and weird stuff that wasn't ever a 
original toy that people just like came up with some stuff. There were 22. Uh, Wolverine had 25. The mm-hmm. Demon had five. The Triple T had four. The Mean Dog had two. The Tomahawk had 17. Wow. <laughs> the Moray had 11. Oh, oh, just you wait for a wow. Hang on. Uh, the APC had 10. That was actually one that crossed my mind. And the reason but, why is because that soft goods canvas would be would so be cool. So cool yeah. But it's just this big hunk of, like, I love it as a toy for three and three quarter inch, mm-hmm. but for classified, it's just this big hunk of boring. Yeah. Um. Skyhawk had eight, but Skyhawk is another vehicle that I feel like could very easily be retail or, or at the very least fan channel. Uh, Conquest X30. It's a good one. It's seven. And that actually strikes me as very doable and appealing. Um, I, I like visualizing a classified conquest. Uh, Firebat had two. But again, small enough that I, I think it's reasonable. I could see another st- uh, style of release. Same thing with the Awe Striker, which had 12 votes. Uh, Silver, Silver Mirage had one. Ferret had three. Snowcat and Dragonfly are tied at 32. Uh, yeah, things Slugger, like the Silver Mirage and the, and the Ferret are just too small to be by themselves. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think in a lot of cases, people were going for things that that were budget conscious. Yeah. Uh, The Slugger has two. The Havoc has 20. The Shark has four. The Rattler has 20. Mm -hmm. The Phantom X-19 has two. Sky Striker had four, which, good lord, how big would a classified Sky Striker be? Especially if they base it on the new Sky Striker, which is bigger than the original. Uh, The Desert Fox has two. The Warthog has eight. The Whale has 25. (laughs) Come on, people. I very much. The USS flags on that list somewhere. I know. Yes, it is. (laughs) Oh, my lord. Um, I actually legit really badly want an o-ring haslab whale yeah uh the aspid which i didn't even know what it was until i looked it up it's that it's that uh helicopter for cobra that carries cargo pods and troops and whatever else that has three votes and again would be massive and uh water moccasin has 11 mamba has two Again, that would be very large. Uh, the Fang has four. The Polar Battle Bear has one. The Hammer has seven. Uh, Again, one that's a that... very like real world vehicle, but it doesn't scream GI Joe to me. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not interested. I, and I've got a, a Hammer. It's fine, but I'm not. I, I, that is one that I actually would not back even. Uh, the Dreadnought Air Ground Assault Set has one. Uh, G.I. Joe headquarters has nine. <laughs> the stun has seven. Uh, Armadillo and Crossfire each have one. Oh. Cobra okay. Missile Command headquarters has three. Uh, Arashikage Temple, which I should have put under other, but I didn't for some reason, has one. 
Uh, the Asp has one. Oh, I put Firebat twice. That's my bad. So that has a total of like four, I think. Uh, the Cobra Rage, which I actually thought was an inter- interesting choice because I think that would actually make a very good classified scale vehicle. Uh, that has two votes. The Mud Fighter has two votes. <laughs> wow. More, Desert more neon Fox, green. <laughs> Desert Fox, Tiger Shark, Battlecopters, Pack Rats, Cobra Outpost each have one vote. Rolling Thunder has three votes. Oh, Lord. Hammerhead and Earthquake each have one vote. Yes, Whoa, Christian. What? Yes, Christian. There's one other fan Somebody, out there. There is theme. another nut out there who wants to classify <laughs> Earthquake. The Tactical Battle Platform has six votes. You know what? I would, if they did, I mean, it would obviously be huge, but I'd back it. Uh, the Bridge Layer has three. Nice. The Night Raven has seven. Uh, Rhino has one, which Rhino, we're going to be talking about that on a future show. A classified Rhino is insanity, but we're going to be talking about the Rhino soon. The Terror Drome has five votes. The Mobile (sighs) Battle Bunker has three. The Cobra Wolf has two. A classified scale USS flag has three votes because these people live in mansions. <laughs> and then uh, the Crusader, Starfighter, Armorbot, Power Fighter, Stellar Stiletto, Defiant, Bug, Mudbuster, Monster Blaster, Brawler, Snake Armor, Dreadnought Cycle, Dominator, Razorback, Buzzbore, Parasite, Fang 2, and a Partridge in a Pear Tree each have one vote. And that, uh, as I said, as of January 2nd, that is where everything stands. Uh, but well in the lead is the vamp and then the, uh, Mauler Mobat is in second place followed by the thunder machine. And then, uh, the snow cat and the dragonfly tied at 32. So those are your top, uh, five ish. That's, uh, Wow. Some people with very, very lofty dreams. Yes. We'll just yes. And there's way. nothing wrong with that. Well, you guys, uh, I think it is time to wrap this thing up. And that is all we've got time for this week on Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. Uh, music is by Andy Samford of electricminnowmusic.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast. That is the best way to interact with us. If there are things that you want to hear us talk about, suggestions for show topics, whatever, send us a message. Send us your pictures. We'll boost the signal for anything G.I. Joe uh, on Twitter, you can follow us at G.I. Joe Audible. Uh, Christian, why don't you tell us where we can find those wonderful pictures of yours? You can find me on Flickr.com and Instagram under the name Legion Cub. And Noel, why don't you tell us a little bit about the finest? Hey, do you like G.I. Joe? Do you like dressing up in cool costumes? Well, consider joining the finest, which is an international G.I. Joe costuming club. And you can check it out on the finest CC.com out there on the interwebs. 
Uh, remember to tune into the Needless Things YouTube channel on January 16th for our next live stream that you can be a part of. And until then, yo, Joe. Cobra. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.